Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. He knows you by name. He created you to be dependent on Him. That's why we call Him. So he, he knows from the beginning to the end of your life. He has a plan for you. He knows where you're going. You and I have no clue about that. So there's lots of decisions I have to make in my life when, when I have to pray because He knows my future. I don't know my future. That dependence pleases God. What is pleasing in the sight of God? That first and foremost, we rise each day with a hunger to seek Him. It must be that we're driven by a need to be in His presence. We must examine ourselves. Is our relationship with our Father eroding away because we're not spending time with Him? Pastor Mark will remind us in today's message that prayer maintains our relationship with God. We may not be living in gross sin or rebellion, but other things may be causing distance to happen between God and us. Pastor Mark will challenge us about our prayer life with God today. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of this broadcast. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this message. Now, let's join Pastor Mark in the book of 1 John chapter 3, verse 21 for our continuing study entitled Spiritually Healthy Indicators. remember this when you got on the phone somebody else in your party line was already on the phone now I know you teenagers are going what here's another one how many remember when you got on one of these you actually talked to a real live operator yeah that goes way back doesn't it well if you look at this phone It's kind of like prayer. Let me give you a definition of prayer this morning. Would you write it down at all of our campuses? Sebastian, Vieira, the Word Camp, those of you watching online. Prayer is simply communicating with and listening to God. Now, we don't have rotary phones anymore. You and I have a, a cell phone. Now, you remember that when the cell phone started, you had to put it in your back seat because you couldn't carry that sucker. But now they're so small, we all have one. On your cell phone, for sure, you have a list called favorites. It's people that you call often. Let me ask you this morning, is God on your list of favorites? People that you talk to often, are on that list. Do you communicate often with God? There's another thing on my phone, I'm sure it's on yours, it's called recent. 
When you bring that up, it shows you who you talked to recently, how many times you talked to them, and how long you talked to them. May I challenge all of us this morning by saying this? If you look at the last seven days, how many times have you been on the phone with God? And when you were on the phone, did you do all the talking or did you do some listening? You see, we've been talking about being healthy Christians in a spiritual sense. John last week introduced us to confidence, confidence to pray because prayer is so essential in our lives. Well, look at 1 John 3.21. That's where we were. Take a look. All of our campuses, watch this. John is writing to people in the church just like you, and he says this. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we can have confidence before God. We learned last week that God never condemns a Christian, but the Holy Spirit does convict us. So I don't have any condemnation, but when convicted, I just simply ask God to forgive me. I'm restored, and His grace and forgiveness bring that confidence that I need to keep my fellowship with God intact. And that enables me to do one of the most important things, to pray to God with confidence. Healthy indicator number five, confidence to pray to God with expectation. In other words, that God is going to hear me. Now, John's been talking about this most of chapter 3. I, I have to learn to obey God by loving God and others. And that brings me this assurance. When I'm convicted, I ask God to forgive me. That brings me a clean conscience. And then that allows me to simply get direct access to God through prayer. Now, in the Old Testament... People didn't have direct access to God. We sang this morning where the veil was rent from top to bottom. That veil separated man from the holies of holy. But this morning, because of Jesus Christ, I have direct access to God. Now think about that. The creator of the universe, your creator, all I have to do is ask and communicate and pray. You see, because Jesus died, we don't go through a person. You don't pray through me. You don't pray through Mary. You don't pray through any saints. There are no saints. We're all actually saints. We don't pray through a pastor or a priest. We go directly to Jesus who goes directly to God. Now, think about that. Direct access to God. Now, when I approach him, the Bible told us last week it's a, it's a throne of grace. He's not there to condemn us. He's there to encourage us and to be with us. Now, since I can approach him, what kind of response am I going to get as I approach him? Well, look at the next verse. It's pretty bold. John continues, when I approach that throne of grace with prayer, and I can receive from him anything we ask. Could I hear an amen somewhere out there? Well, hold on. Is there a period after that? No, there is not. Would you and all of our campus just circle the word because? So here's the qualification. I mean, it would be nice if I could just ask God for anything. Man, fantastic. 
But no, there's a qualification. Look at Because we obey his commands and we do what pleases him. God will answer us, but it's not an open-ended promise. There is, in this particular case, as there is anywhere where Scripture says this, there's some qualifications. Let me ask you to write it down this morning. What are the two things that, well, John is saying that we need to do to have confidence that God will answer our prayers? Here we are. We receive what we pray for because, number one, we obey God. And we obey God's commandments. And number two, we do what pleases him. Now, when you begin to think about that, we discover that prayer is related to God's word. That's where the commandments are in our obedience. We also discover that prayer is related to an ongoing relationship with God. You see, we're his children. We want to obey him. We want to please him. So prayer is simply communicating with and listening to God. Now, some of you might say, well, Pastor Mark, why pray? Why do we need to pray? Well, I think that's a very valid question. I'm going to give you five or six little keys this morning. There's more, but I think it's good for us. And I want you to write them down at all of our campuses. Number one, why do I pray? Number one, because the Bible commands us to pray. Now, if I'm going to get answers to my prayer, I have to obey God's commands. One of the commands is to pray. All through the scripture, all through the scripture in the Bible, we're commanded to pray. Jesus, our role model, lived a life of constant prayer. So much so that early on, the disciples kind of must have gotten together and said, we know why Jesus' life is so effective. So they went to Jesus and they said this, would you teach us to pray? And that's where we get the Lord's Prayer, which is really the disciples' prayer. You see, Jesus often, as he was our role model, he he didn't say this, if you pray, he says, when you pray. Now, sometimes we're confused by this second one. Look at Matthew 6, 8. Your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. If you're new to Christianity, a very valid question would be this. If God already knows, Pastor Mark, what, I'm, what I need, why do I waste my time praying? Why in the world would I do? It's a great question. Here's the answer. Prayer maintains our personal relationship with God. See, God created each of us So he could have an intimate, personal relationship with us. Prayer provides that. Christianity is not a religion. It's not rules and rituals and all kinds of things like that. It's a very personal. And prayer is God's method of communication. Prayer allows me to maintain that relationship with God. Now, all of you, when you pray, you forget this fact. When you pick up your cell phone and call somebody... Many of you just call to say, hi, how you doing? What's happening? What's up? You don't have like a big need. You don't have a big whatever. You're just, you're just calling to say, hi, how many agree with me? How many agree with me? Yeah, you just call. More women's hands than men's. We won't even go there. Because they just want to what? You just want to talk. You want to maintain that relationship. That's what prayer is. God wants to hear from us. He knows 
already what he is going to tell us. He already knows what I need, but he wants to maintain that relationship. So number one, why do we pray? And by the way, how complicated is prayer? Now, many of you come from a different background, and we have that really in the Old Testament to some degree. The book of Psalms is a book of prayer. Maybe you had a prayer book. Nothing wrong with a prayer book. That's fine. How simple is prayer? If you've ever been driving and you can see, uh uh-oh, I'm going to get hit from the side behind back. How complicated is prayer? (laughs) Help God! Am I right? If you have an atheist in the back seat, help God! Oh, you believe in God. (laughs) It's not complicated. It's communicating with and listening to God. Don't make it these and thous and this and that and formal. No, it's a relationship. God wants it simple. So number two, we pray, maybe one of the best of all, we pray because God knows what we don't know. You have no idea what tomorrow's going to bring, but something could change in a heartbeat. You know that. It's good to plan. We all plan. There's all kinds of things. Only God is all-knowing. So I pray because I I don't know what the future looks like. See, God's in heaven. He scans the whole world. He knows you individually. You don't have to worry. When you call, God goes, I don't have them in my... Who is that? (laughs) He knows you by name. He created you to be dependent on him. That's why we call him. So he, he knows from the beginning to the end of your life. He has a plan for you. He knows where you're going. You and I have no clue about that. So there's lots of decisions I have to make in my life when I have to pray because he knows my future. I don't know my future. That dependence pleases God. Why pray? A big one, number three. Prayer is God's way of providing what we need in life. In that Lord's Prayer in Matthew, Jesus said this, Pray like this, give us our daily bread. That daily bread just simply means the necessities of life. You see, think about that truth. We think we know how to do life, but we don't. So often we, we lack wisdom, we lack direction, we lack comfort, we lack hope. Why? Because we've forgotten to pray to God. James 4.2 hits every one of us. Hits every single one of us. Notice. You do not have because you do not ask God. I know you've been there because I've been there often. I wish I didn't have to say that to you. I'm thinking about something. I'm going, how in the world are we going to do that? And then it dawns on me. I haven't even asked God for help. I've been trying to solve it myself. Anybody been there? And so then I go to prayer and before long, what? Solved. Dummy. Because see, that's my old sin nature. I want to do life by myself. I don't want to be dependent on God. I can't do it because God knows things that I don't know. Now, let me just stop right here and say this kindly. All this thing about prayer is only for Christians. Some of you are not a believer. You've never asked Christ to come in and live inside you. You do not have a personal relationship with him. Now, he does bless you. It rains on the just and the unjust. He provides all kinds of good things for you. But he will not answer your prayer. The one prayer he really wants to hear from you is simply this. God, 
forgive me of my sins. That's what he's waiting for. I'll give you an opportunity right after, at the end of this service, at all of our campuses to go, I want a relationship with a God that knows me and has a plan for me. See, without him, you're failing at life. I don't care where you're at, you're failing at life. You're failing. So you can stop that and you can get successful today. Now, you're here and you probably need wisdom, you need direction, you need hope. That comes from God. And he brings word. Let me give you a little homework. I don't have time to delve into it. But if if you kind of want to know the plans of God and and the will of God for your life, we'll talk about that in a moment. You can just study Psalm 119. It's just just filled with the principles of prayer like I'm talking about. Now, since the mower was broken, a wife kept hinting to her husband to get it fixed. Now, nobody email me, so just relax. (laughs) But the message never sunk in. So finally, she thought of a clever way to make her point. When her husband arrived home one day, he found her sitting in the tall grass in the front yard, busily snipping away with a tiny pair of sewing scissors. He watched silently for a short moment that went into the house. He wasn't gone very long. When he came out again, he handed his wife a toothbrush. And he said, when you finish cutting the grass, you might as well sweep the sidewalks. (laughs) The doctors say he will probably walk again, but always, (laughs) always with a limp. (laughs) This husband needs prayer. He should have prayed over that big time. Next, a huge one for all of us. Prayer is the cure for the disease of worry. Prayer is the cure for the disease of worry. Paul tells us in Philippians 4, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. You see, worry doesn't accomplish anything. But prayer does. Now, I'm going to ask you to do something. Those of you that take notes, I'm going to ask you to write something down. Those of you that don't, I want you to just think about it. And you remember remember what you thought, because I'm going to give me a homework assignment for tomorrow morning. I'm going to mention the word, and I want you to write the first thing down that comes to your mind. Worry. You write, not for your neighbor. You write down the very first thought that came to your mind about worry. You say, Pastor Mark, I don't have any worries. Then put lying down. (laughs) We all worry. Amen? We shouldn't, but we do. So write it down. Write it down right now. Don't have to show anybody. You just write it down. Something, first thing, boom. Here in Melbourne, Vieira, Sebastian, where that pops into your mind, worry. Now, here's what I want you to do. Tomorrow morning, when you have your quiet time, I want you to get God on the line. And I want you to tell him what you're worried about. Pastor Mark, he already knows. We've already been through that. (laughs) Tell him, God, I'm worried about this expense, this thing they found in the lab, a relationship, a son, a daughter, our marriage, our kid, my job. I'm worried. God, I'm asking you through prayer, would you take that away from me and replace it with shalom, peace? I believe it. Thank you, God. That's prayer. 
That's prayer. And you'll see in a little while, you have to mix that with faith. You have to believe he heard you. He heard you. Now, when you do that, you're obeying Scripture. Remember, I get the answer that I want if I obey Scripture. I believe God, obey Scripture. I'm commanded not to worry but to pray. And if it pleases God. Praying pleases God. So I can have confidence that God will help me with that worry. So every time that worry comes up, no, pray for it. God's got it. We're all taken care of. Now, lastly, why should we pray? Our nothing is impossible, God, promises to answer our prayers. You know, if I, if I stood here this morning and say, well, prayer is like a one in a billion chance lottery. Give it a shot, but probably never going to happen. Nobody would ever pray. No, God promises to answer our prayers. The key is, how can I pray effectively? How can I not just pray? Pray isn't a rote kind of thing. Jesus talked about that. He says, just, just don't go on and on with lots of words. Don't stand in the corner and try to make people think you're really special. No, you, you, you need to learn to pray. I need to learn to pray effectively. James 5.16 says this, The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. So how can I how can I pray effectively? Now, I want everybody to look at me in all the campuses. I want you to just look at me for a moment. After giving you the reasons today for praying, no person anywhere that's listening to me would say this. Well, Pastor Mark, those are nice. I like those things. That's cool. But I don't need to pray. Nobody here would say that. We all need to pray. But if my prayers are ineffective... It is a waste of God's time and mine. So how can I learn to pray effectively? That's what I want to delve into. Now let's go back to 1 John 3, 22, right where you were. Let's read this again. I think it will begin to resonate with you. 1 John 3, 22. And receive from him anything we ask, comma, because we obey his commands and do what pleases him. No one wants to pray and not get answers from God. So how can I get effective prayers? Simply this. They have to do with two things. Obeying God and his commands and doing what pleases him. Now, take your finger and just go back one chapter, 1 John chapter 2. Let's look about the commands. Let's talk about obeying God and his commands. The whole book of 1 John is about knowing, knowing, knowing. Look what John says, 1 John 2, 3. All of our campuses, those online, look it. We know that we have come to know him. We know that we're a Christian. We know we have a relationship with God if we obey his commands. See, our obedience proves we know God. So effective prayers come because we know God's word, but not just know it. We obey it. Pastor Mark told us that it would be really nice to get something we want from God kind of like a wish list from Santa Claus. But God tells us that we will receive whatever we want from Him as long as we obey His commandments and do what pleases Him. That's the key. Obedience and living according to His purposes. We discovered that prayer is related to an ongoing relationship with Him. You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. 
Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. Now be sure and tune in next time as we continue to learn about building a prayer life with God. Pastor Mark will ask us if we know how to pray effectively. As a Christian, prayer is an essential part of our relationship with God. It helps in developing and growing a deeper understanding of who God is, what He desires for our lives, and how He wants us to live. Don't miss this important message on effective prayer. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in, and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. has seen and our ears have heard his word made flesh in a hurting world a new hope he is giving lord let us hear your lessons for